and welcome to the Hales Owen Apostolic Church. Apostolic meaning what God says, not what man thinks. Please enjoy this teaching, and if you want more, visit the website at halesowenapostolicchurch.org. beginning praise god hallelujah thank you very much and you know and today uh, we're going to have a a wonderful time with the with the lord and the lord's going to uh, really bless us um, this, this morning we are going to um, have a have a look at his at his word today just to see um, how the lord still no matter what we're going through no matter what's happening how the Lord wants to um, to bless us, and so it is so important today that when we think of of the Lord and when we think of all the things that the Bible have, the Bible has for us, it is so important that we understand that this this change of our life from being in the darkness to the light to being to being on the on the wrong path to being on the right path to being the children of god and not the children of satan i know it sounds terrible when we use those words but that's that's the absolutely divide in in the whole of this earth no matter what anyone else wants to tell us we're either with god or we're, or we're not. We're either on the right path or the wrong path. We're either gathering or scattering. We're in the light or in the dark. It is that clear. It is. It is no 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 middle line. It's not. It's not my way. It's his way. And and it's so important that we we look at our lives and look where we are and look what we're doing and and everything about it. You know, we we, we have this the, the 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 communion service where we we examine ourselves and judge ourselves. And it's not this psychological aspect or this this in depth in depth sort of like de demise of the human being. It's it's like just trying to keep in touch with the kingdom of God in this dark world. It is so important that we fight through all these things that we have. So no matter where we are, we can, we can be like that Psalm 23, you know, and, and, and understand that whatever we're going through, God is there. And it is that presence of God that brings the fullness of joy. That's what he says, and it's beautiful, you know, and, and the more we can get into that presence of God, the more this, this human flesh will feel that joy of the Lord, his joy, his peace, not what we think about the world that's joy and peace, but what God tells us it is. It's his, and he definitely wants to give us that joy. So it is being in that presence of God that brings us that fullness of joy. And we all know, we all know in this world what's going on. We know this COVID, we know the 
isolation we know the illnesses we know the we, we know the, the the attitude of of governments all over the world we know the laws we know we know the attack on christianity is is all over the world it's it's amazing you know that name of jesus is is blasphemed all over the world and you know it, it, it's there it's there in our face everything about it and you know and, and, it, and it's important that we as born again christians really strengthen ourselves in this world and it was it was really good when somebody suggested having prayer partners now if you haven't got a prayer partner or you have and you haven't prayed with them and kept in touch now please try it's that little bit that's just pushing us towards being able to share with one another and getting used to sharing not just all the love and everything else but sharing ourselves as well you know people don't want to say too much about themselves but you know what the lord says whatever you've done in the dark i shall reveal from the rooftops so we might as well just get it out of our system and, you know tell god and just you know now and again confess our faults to one um, to one another but you know um, this 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 christian life is incredibly different uh, than what most Christians think that attending church and you know giving a, a little bit in the plate and sitting down and standing up and lots of rituals going on and yet a beautiful word of God wants us to worship with freedom to be able to show him through our very our very singing and it's it's not whether you can sing beautifully or not it's what it's in your heart when we love the lord and we know and we know he's there you know we, it's very different that we know that we begin to speak to him as this incredible god you know that's here there's no greater thing in my my opinion my humble opinion than being in the presence of god so most people and not as blessed as you they really do not know who they are worshiping so i'm going to start this morning um, with um, just a scripture that should be we all should be well versed with john 4 22 to 24 but starting at verse 22 you worship what you do not know this is paul um, and he's in athens and he's, he's seen how many gods they've got and he's seeing one that has no name and so this is where he starts speaking to them like this you worship what you do not know we know what we worship for salvation is of the jews but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him god is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth and listen when we're born again and baptized in the name of jesus christ we received his spirit we received the truth of who god is who jesus christ is he was he was god manifest in the flesh upon this earth and he came to give us this new testament to reconcile every sinner every sinner with with the father from above for all those who do not know him they have the opportunity 
to know this God of ours that created everything we can see, feel, and touch. But you know, in the Old Testament, they, they didn't have this. Um, you know, and, and they, they knew that this God was incredible and, and they knew he was everywhere and all that, you know, and, but they, they struggled with it sometimes. And, and one of the reasons why, because they understood, but they didn't understand that God's everywhere, but what is he? 2 Chronicles six sixteen says this, but will God indeed dwell with men on the earth? There's the question. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. So they knew it was this big, but didn't realize what it was. It's just not a blessing for us that we know who he is and what he is. One Kings also, also says that. It says it again, like, you know, uh, but will God, 1 Kings 8, 27, but will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. And yet you regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication. Oh, Lord, my God, listen to my cry and the prayer which your servant is praying before you today. And again, in 2, two Chronicles, it just tells us this temple is, you know, is, is, you know, is great. But God is greater than all gods. This temple was a time that he dwelt there to show that he was dwelling with his people and they know and they went there and you know and 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 and, and worshiped worship the lord but you know that unknown god that they had and while while paul was was at athens telling them about this unknown god and that you know that he knew who it was and so he so he told so he told them in Acts 17, 23 to 28, Paul then began to preach to them about the unknown God. Acts 17, 23. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. Isn't that like us today? We're trying to proclaim the God that people do not know. God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all breath and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Why? Verse 27. So that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and breathe and have our very being. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? That spirit's all around us. 
spirits all around us and 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 the jews sort of know he was everywhere but really didn't see that spiritual part so yet again we're so blessed to know what god is he's is this incredible spirit and and his power and his might and his and his presence is he's wherever he wants to go he can he can be anything he can be angels and a, he can he can be a, a fire or a lightning bolt he can he's and we see he we see everything about him and everything that's created and so it's amazing you know we have that today but in the old testament you see they they, they started off when they left egypt and they and, and god got them to make a, a tabernacle um, a temple for him a place where he could actually visit his people so the people would know that he's there with them so that was an amazing difference exodus 40 um, 33 um, to 38 let's let's read this so he he told them what they've got to do he gave them all the instructions to to make this temple so here it was he was just finishing it off and he raised verse 33 and he raised up the court all around the tabernacle so this was a, a big court all around the, the tabernacle the temple you know the inner temple and the you know uh, that god got them to, to to build so he could visit his people and he raised up the court all around the tabernacle uh, and the altar and hung up the screen on the court gate so moses finished the work the work of the the tent the tabernacle where god was going to visit was finished and of course that became um, the the temple of god when they built it in jerusalem but what happened what happened there was this cloud this cloud appeared and you know and, and the bible calls it um, the glory of god and you know a man has has made a name for it and i'll tell you about it later they call it well i'll call it the shikana glory but listen then this cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting and the glory of the lord filled the tabernacle i would say it's the power the light the might the the, the incredibleness of of god's presence and Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested upon it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Wherever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, they did not journey till the day it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night in the sight of all the house of israel throughout the, their journey so it's the presence of god so they knew from from these signs that were there they knew that the presence of god was with them and then and as we know when that cloud went up the you know you know it went before them and they had to go that way and if they was traveling in the night then it would be fire you know could you imagine it could you imagine this cloud dropping down but moses couldn't enter when it first came down why because the presence of god was so thick and so pure he couldn't go into it there they had a presence of god to show the people that god is with them and you know it was the same it was it was the same you know when when the elders of israel when they 
when they when they lost the ark and and when they put the ark back into the into the into the tabernacle listen to this story 1 kings 8 3 to 11 so all the elders of israel came and the priests took up the ark then they brought up the ark of the lord and the tabernacle of meeting and all the holy furnishings that were in the tabernacle the priests and the levites brought them up also king solomon and all his congregation of israel who were assembled with him were there before the ark sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be counted or numbered for multitude so they're taking the ark in to the temple then the priests brought in the ark of the covenant of the lord to its place into the inner sanctuary of the temple to the most holy place under the wings of the cherubim for the cherubim spread their wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubim overshadowed the ark and its poles. The poles extended so that the ends of the poles could be seen from the holy place, in front of the inner sanctuary, but could not be seen from outside. And they are there this, this day. Nothing was in the ark except the two tablets of stone, which Moses put there at Horeb, when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. And as it came to pass, when the priests came out of the holy place, that the cloud filled the house of the Lord. So the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. And so it was, that's how, they knew that that presence was there. They knew they could feel it. And so it happened so many times. And we know that the presence of God has been shown all the way through creation, right up to now. And it's so important. So from the beginning with Adam and Eve, when they were in the Garden of Eden, the Bible tells us they were expecting God to visit them every day. So when they sinned, we knew that the presence of God would be there. They knew. But why? But the story tells us so. And they hid from the presence of God. We know today the silliness of that. But they had nothing else. They knew they would come and they knew they'd sin and, and they were ashamed. So they hid. But the presence of God they knew was there. And we got all the prophets in the New Testament. And we know that, that God dwelt in certain people at certain times for certain tasks. And we only got to look at some of the Old Testament prophets to see how God visited them and used them to ensure that the will of God, that plan of God, would be fulfilled. Some amazing stuff. You know, what about Elijah when he was, when he was, when, when, when he had got 400 prophets of Baal and, and challenged them to, to, you know, to, to, with a sacrifice and, you know, when they couldn't do it and they danced all day and they cut themselves and jumped and, and, you know, and Elijah, you know, and some of you will, will enjoy the, the humor of God when Elijah turned around and said to all these prophets of Baal that, you know, 400, they said, perhaps he's gone to sleep. Perhaps your God has gone to sleep. Why don't you shout more and wake him up? And so they did. You know, sarcasm, well, here we go. You know, he, he, they did it, and so he kept going. But what did happen? The fire didn't come. All that they did all day. And yet Elijah 
Elijah dug a ditch, poured water all over it and everything else and asked the Lord to burn the sacrifice and, and fire came down from heaven. Oh, they knew there was a different God now. And, and then Elijah killed all those prophets, but they knew. And then that's the difference. When that presence of God and the power, the glory of God comes, they knew this was a, this is, this is a real God. Even Pharaoh knew it was different. You know, all these, all these kings that were there, they knew all these things. And yet they would turn away. Even Elijah, when he prayed for rain for six days and his servant, his servant seen a, like a hand in the distance, Elijah knew. Because he knew because the presence of God was in him. And that rain was coming. You know, and it goes through. It goes through to Isaiah, you know, in the dream. And I love that Isaiah. Isaiah, Isaiah I think it's Isaiah 6. And, and he says, I, I had this dream. I had this dream. And he said, he said and, and, and I could see the, the, the Lord high lifted up upon it upon his upon his throne and he said and then a cloud filled the temple and the angels flew across singing holy 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 and he knew he knew that the presence of god was there and he and he and he knew that this was god and he said oh god you know god i i'm a man of of, of, of unsound lips and then one of the angels took a coal from the throne of, under, under, God's, under God's throne, from the fire under God's throne, and touched his lips and cleansed him. And he said, send me. You know, the presence of God is, is autumn. And they, and they call this, the, the rabbis in this time, and all, all, the, all those people, they called it the Shekinah, the glory of God. And, you know, and it's not, it's not in the Bible, you know, but that's what that glory, that's what that glo glory is. And it, and it was, and, it, and what it meant in the, it was from the, it was from the, um, from the, from the uh, Hebrew Shekinah, which means to dwell or to reside. And so you could see that's all they were saying. You know, the presence of God, the power of God has come to dwell with us. Amazing. But, you know, that's what it is, isn't it? It's the holiness. It's the pureness. It's it is it is power, and yet we when we feel in His presence, you know, at the, the, the things of this world pale away, and you know, it's insignificance when we feel that when we receive the Holy Ghost, we felt the presence of God in us. It came out when we spoke in tongues, and and some of us cried, some of us laughed, some of it was it's beautiful, and, and when we're in that when we're in those services, and and we and we can just stand there and feel the presence of God. God, it's wonderful. Moses walked into the presence of God on Mount Sinai, and the Israelites were frightened to death of going anywhere near that mountain. Why? Because God's presence was there, and they seen it and felt it. They seen the clouds, they seen the lightning bolts, they seen the clouds, the thunder, that the mountain shaked. <laughs> Uh, yes, I think we would be fearful also. But what is more amazing about this story is that beautiful, 
beautiful time when Moses had been in the presence of God for days. And when he came back down from the mountain, his face shone. And the people were fearful of him. And he had to put a veil over his face. Incredible. By being with God within that purity, within that glory, his face shone just to show the people. And on it goes. All the miracles God performed. You know, right from the time when the, he got uh, did all those miracles with, with 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 Pharaoh, you know, and all the times that they went through the, you know, they went through forty years in the wilderness, and he, he never turns around and tells us that anyone went hungry, or anyone's shoes worn out, or anyone's clothes worn out. Wait, what kind of a what kind of a what kind of a miracle is that? You know, God's presence was with him, with them. And when and, and when these things don't, God can do whatever he wants. And it's amazing. His presence went with them. And as we said, his cloud went before them. And if it was the night, the a fire, presence of God. And they knew. And everything, every problem they come to, Moses was able to talk to God. You know what God called him? He spoke to him as his friend. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that God called him his friend? And to know when God answered him, it was going to happen. Oh, to be in the presence of God like that must have been incredible. And yet, that same presence of God is in our lives today. This is a different life being this born again Christian. In these days, in this new testament, this new agreement. And as we've said so many times, you know, that the Old Testament, God's Spirit moved only on certain people at certain times to do certain tasks. But today, He wants not only to dwell with us, but He also dearly, dearly wants to dwell in us as much as we will let him. But the presence of God is here right now. And whether we feel him or not, that song, Waymaker, that we sing, you know, and I found one that's 30 minutes long. It's such an exciting song about the promises of God and his presence. He will make a way for those who are working to please him and living as the Lord has instructed in his word. He wants there to supply all our needs. He wants to comfort us, you know, when we're sad. He wants us to change our mourning into joy. He wants to take away our tears to dancing. That's the Lord's way maker. He's a miracle worker all through time. We've seen, we've spoke about some of them today. The crossing of the Red Sea, you know, the, 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 all, the, all the people that Jesus healed and all this, it's, it's incredible. And yet we seem today to see less miracles. And some people would say they've seen none. Whatever the reason is that God always has a purpose in everything and in every season. Let me tell you the biggest miracle in my life 
It was when God called me. And I learned that he chose me, a sinner, not worthy of God's calling. And he has been incredibly patient with me. Very, very incredibly patient with me. But you know, as time went on, I knew, I knew that he'd forgiven everything that I did. And I know even today, when I sin, I know I've just got to go to him as my father. And he'll forgive me. Why? Because I know he loves me. I know he has tremendously blessed me, given me a great family and great friends and this, this wonderful church that we have now. And also, no, I would not be here married to my wife or I probably wouldn't even be here upon this earth without that grace that he gives. And do you know what's even more beautiful for all of us? He's not finished with any of us. This is my greatest miracle from this great miracle God of ours. Oh, he's a promise keeper. All of his promises the Bible tells us are amen and amen. That means so be it and so be it. His word never changes. God never changes. There's no shadow of turning with him. What he says endures forever. This is our rock, the word of God. There is nothing more he would rather do than be with us. His presence, just like he was with Jesus. That's what we could have. Let me just give one last promise. John 14, 16. He shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Not just now, tomorrow, next week, next month, but for all of this life, your life, and then for eternity. God revealed himself to the believers of the Old Testament before the coming of his son, as we said. He was known to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as the God Almighty. And, and we're going to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When we get to heaven, we'll be able to speak to these. And then Jesus, Jesus came, and he's the ever-blessed son. He brought hope for all the world, not just for the Jews. And at the time when he ascended into heaven, he's left his Holy Spirit upon this earth. And that became the great power of this present dispensation of grace, this, this time of, of undeserved favor, this time where, where God gives us and gives us even what we don't deserve. It's, it's amazing. And his power was gloriously manifested in and after Pentecost, the turning point of the, of the Old Testament into the New Testament, the presence of God to be here. And he remains even at this hour, even this day, this minute, he is the ever-present Emmanuel, God with us, dwelling with us and with his people, quickening, guiding, teaching, strengthening, loving, encouraging, directing, rebuking, only because he loves us. Oh, is his presence recognized as it should be? We can't control God, not his working. 
He's sovereign. He, he does whatever he wishes to do. And that's why we can never put him in a box and do more than we can ever think or imagine. And I think if we ever thought and imagined even more, there's even more to God. Or are we, are we sufficiently attempting to want him and ask him about everything in all situations? Or are we sufficiently watchful about how we are and how we speak? We don't want him to withdraw from us. If we deny him, he can never deny himself. He always does what he says. But we must remember always without him we can do nothing. But by his mighty, almighty power, his desire to give us all we need to be blessed, the most extraordinary results can be produced by the weakest of creation. Because everything depends upon us allowing him to manifest himself, to enable that presence of God to be with us. Oh, and his words, and his words for us to manifest his words to through us and, and work with him. Do we always look up to him for our inner life, but also for our outward service of what we do with the respectful dependence that without him we can do nothing? And yet he looks at all what we do as our reasonable service. Do we too often get into trouble because we haven't gone to him and acted independently of his help? Let us humble ourselves today for all of our past neglects and now pray that the heavenly promises all to rest upon us. That sacred oil of the of that oil that he used to pour over the priests so they would be anointed, our anointing is the Holy Spirit. Father, pour that sacred oil of your Holy Spirit to anoint us afresh today. Father, lighten us the celestial flame, not an earthly flame, but that heavenly celestial flame to burn within our hearts so that we can be the people you want us to be and enjoy the presence of God in whatever we're doing. Holy Ghost is no temporary gift. He does abide with the saints. We just have to seek him always. And he will be found in us. He's jealous, but he's loving and caring. If he gets angry with us, he returns in mercy, loving and tender. He does not weary of us, but awaits, always to be gracious and have mercy still. That's the presence of the Comforter, the Almighty God. And that presence of God is for all of us born again believers today. Father, 
I just come to you right now, Father, and I just ask you, Father, while we're here, Lord, just to fill the rooms where we are. With your presence, God. Would you love each one of us today, Father? Would you touch our hearts, Lord? Will you comfort our minds? Will you comfort the sick today? Will you comfort, Father, those who are struggling? Give direction. But most of all, fill each one of us with your spirit, Lord. That we feel the love of God in our lives this day. And prepare ourselves for what you are asking us to do. Bless us, I pray, in Jesus' name.